and welcome to Indie Incursion, an indie games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week we are bringing you a sum total of one, two, three, four, five wow, indie games counting news stories. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if anybody's going to replace the count from Sesame Street, it should be me yeah. because I'm pale. Mm. Um, I'm kind of an asshole, so I guess it's got the bloodsucker thing down. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just really stupid, and it seems like those are all the things that the Count does. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Count's a smart man. He can count all the way up to, like, five, right? That's, I mean, <laughs> come on now. That's, like, well, the minimum you... intelligence that you'd need to be a well, Muppet, so. What it's... more do you need? <laughs> I've been getting through life just fine. I got one to five. That's all I, that's, that's my motto, you know? Yeah, like, the only thing that sucks is. I walk into department stores, everything looks like gibberish. I don't get it, but my wife does. I only shop. When I go to the grocery store, I can only go down a few aisles. Otherwise, it all becomes too confusing for me. You like there's somebody following you and for your entire life you've been shopping at the dollar store and they're like, Why the fuck does this guy buy everything at the dollar store? And you're like, <laughs> It's one of the five numbers I know. <laughs> That's a true life story. <laughs> uh before we get into any of the news stories, I want to introduce myself, Vaughn Hyde, alongside my illustrious co host, once again back on the podcast, the biggest of average Josh Boys. How you doing today, big Josh Boy? I'm good. I'm back. I kicked that other Josh out. I said this is my podcast. Although, yeah, he was new Josh and you're Josh. just you're Josh Prime. Josh okay? Prime. Oh, I'm in my prime. Nice. I don't know if you're in your prime. You're kind of like Optimus Prime where he's slowly fading out, you know? Oh, oh damn. I'm slowly dying. They completely right. like Thanks, replaced buddy. him and they're just like, fucking Bumblebee, let's make his movie. Oh, okay. Okay. I see how it is. I mean, I'm not that old. I don't think that analogy makes any sense if I'm being <laughs> honest. That's okay. I'm more, I'm more of a yes man with this show. <laughs> You're like, okay, why not? You adopt the uh the like improv. Yeah, theory, the improv, the like, yes, yes and, and. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how I live my life. I'm just along for the ride. That's literally what I said all last week while I was up there in uh California for like our headquarters trip. So we we basically flew out there. It was this whole department of people. So it's like 30 people that flew out there. And it was just meeting after meeting and everyone's exhausted. Everyone's like tired and just fed up with it by the end of it. And like every single day, all I just kept saying when people would ask me things, they were like, are you okay with going out here or doing this or blah, blah, blah? Like, I'm just along for the ride. And I would literally just follow. Like I just kept doing whatever other people said. And so that was just like my thing. And I'm glad I did because, man, if I put any more effort into that week, I would have killed myself. Jesus, was that so much work. And then I came back and I got the flu. Things have been going (laughs) great for me. Man, you're just, I I don't know if this is a good thing, but you're rolling snake eyes. I think that's a bad thing if I'm being honest, but I guess that makes sense in this situation. Yeah, one after another of just like bad things. It's been pretty great. Dude, my flight back was terrible too. So Did it get delayed, but they gave you a mint? (laughs) yeah no it did get delayed but like it got delayed in a weird way where you didn't know at first and then you knew and it was very scary so what i mean by that and first off let me premise this with i am not that sounds kind of terrifying yeah (laughs) i am not a good flyer i do not enjoy it i hate flying it scares me to no end and so doing a six-hour flight from california to florida is never a fun thing for me 
So we're flying and the pilot at the start of the six hour flight goes, uh, okay, so everything is smooth sailing until we get to Florida. There's a little bit of a storm there, so it might get bumpy as we get to the end. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of nervous, but all right, at least we know it's coming kind of a thing, right? So the end of the six hours is coming up and it's going a little bit longer than we should have. And I'm kind of noticing that. And one of the good things or like nice things about uh, certain flights is they'll give you like a, a view of where the plane is in relation to the U.S. map. So it's flying around. It keeps flying. And I keep noticing we're like going around Florida but not like to it kind of a thing. And yeah, so they like circle around for a while. Yeah. So they're circling around for a while. And I'm like, this is taking an awful long time. And so the captain finally comes on at one point and is basically saying like, you know, there's a problem where they're trying to, to take different routes so that they can get past the storm. So they don't fly into it because it's dangerous. And, and then eventually it goes to a point where he's like, all right, well we have to, we have to go back because we can't land in, in Fort Lauderdale, which is like the tip, the tip of Florida, just not Miami, a little bit above it. And he's like, so we have to go to Orlando, which is like, uh, I think 300 miles away from where I wanted to be. And he's like, it's because we're risk walk, right? Because we're running out of fuel and we have to fuel up. And like, you're saying this and I'm like freaking out. Cause I'm like, do we have enough fuel to get back? What is happening? What's going to happen when we land in Orlando? Am I going to have to take a, a bus back home? Like, so I like have no idea what's happening all within this time. I'm starting to catch the flu. So I'm shivering and I'm coughing and I just do not feel well. And I'm freaking out, and it is awful. It was such a bad experience. It turned a six-hour flight into, like, a ten-hour flight. I did not get back home until, like, three in the morning because of that. What ended up happening? Did you guys just go refuel and then go back, or did you have to take a bus home? We uh, Luckily, we landed in Orlando. We stayed there for, like, an hour or so. They refueled the plane, and then they were like, all right, we're going to try again. But they didn't tell us if they were going to be able to do it. But they're like, we're going to try again. So we flew up and went through there, and that time we just ended up landing right away. So I was like, okay, thank goodness. But, like, that whole entire process was, like, four hours of me being like, when will I ever be home? (laughs) Will I ever even get home? (laughs) Because I'm like... I had Wi-Fi on the plane and I'm talking to my wife throughout the entire thing. And, uh, I was playing on my switch like half and half. So like I would play some of my switch, I would put it down. I would start texting my wife again and I stopped texting my wife and then picked it back up. And she, I saw her text and she's like, are you going to Orlando now? And I was like, what? And right as she sent me that text is when the, the pilot was like, all right, we're directing our, re, like, redirecting our course to Orlando. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I don't know why, but this story reminds me of that age-old stepbrother's quote where he says, I've got a belly full of white dog shit and you're going to drop this shit on me. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's your experience. You're like, I'm already sick and now you're going to fuck with me and this flight. Yeah. Dude, I think God just might hate you. I don't know what it is about flights, man. I never have a good one. Never. There's always weird occurrences. Like, the last time I tried to fly to California, someone, like, we got delayed because someone tried to, like, kill someone on the plane in the back seat. Oh, shit. And then, like, I had a guy who had, like, low blood sugar or something and was, like, 
passing out right next to me and like spilled his drink all over this one lady and was like stumbling through the aisles and like I don't know man it's always something that's going on around me that's a weird like really weird about flying I just don't like it do you just book your flights on like discountflights.com? You're actually just flying in these like fucking biplanes and shit? No, man. These are like company, like th- they paid for it. So it wasn't like I had to book the cheapest flights. Oh, I mean, as far as you know, they booked the cheapest flight. Yeah, You're maybe. flying midway through the air and like a panel pops off. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's uh, it's never a good time. You gotta love an honest pilot, though, who's just like I. I'm, I don't know if I can actually do this. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I I did enjoy the fact that he was like letting us know every step of the way because sometimes you get flights where like they don't talk at all and like there might have been a situation where we literally just landed in Orlando and then the pilot comes on and is like, "All right, guys, we're in Orlando. Like, don't get up out of your seats just yet." Like, kind of a thing. Everyone would be like, "What?" what? So. I guess it was good that he at least told us beforehand. Yeah, that is quite nice of him. I mean, mid-air telling you, I mean, we're kind of <laughs> running out of gas. Probably yeah, not that the part, best thing to that do. Part, that part I could have lived without. That, <laughs> that gave me a bit of a, bit of a shock. <laughs> He's like, you know when your emergency, like your, your, not your check engine, but your, your brake, like low uh, gas level yeah, light gas comes light. on? And you're like, yeah, and he's like, I mean, that was a while ago, so I, yeah. I think we're good, but I'm not We could probably make it. He's like, hey, we can glide, right? That's kind of what these things do is they just glide. It's cool. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't want to get on a plane ever again. Did you ever get that weird shit? I love like that one time that you got delayed and got your nice little piece of candy and then they responded to you on Twitter. And they're just like, hit us up here. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anything ever happened with that? Did they I give never, you two pieces of candy? I never even responded because I knew it was going to be BS. I don't, <laughs> I hate those fucking like the, the distraction of like, don't talk publicly bad about us. Do it in this nice, safe confines of our inbox here. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. They're like, we'll refund you if you sign an NDA. <laughs> I thought, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that was that was ridiculous. It's always a good time, man. Love love the airports. <laughs> Who doesn't live fly, like love flying through the sky that you could just possibly fall right out? It's just so much fun. I mean, just, I guess pilots. Uh, I don't know if they actually love it. If I'm being honest, I don't know. I I don't believe it. Okay. Real quick, before we get into what we're playing, have you ever watched The Bachelor before? Yeah, 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 for sure. Do you watch The Bachelor consistently? God, no. Okay, well, have you watched his most recent season? Because the dude's a pilot. No, I have not. This dude's a fucking idiot. He's the worst. Yeah, I hate him so much. My fiance's like, he's so cute, he's so nice. I'm like, he fucking sucks. This guy (laughs) blows. Especially because I'm 100% sure if they end up getting in a relationship with this guy, he's totally going to fuck with them the whole time. Because there was this one episode that I was watching with her. And he's a pilot, and they're doing all this, like, pilot-themed, like, kind of, uh... Like, exercises and stuff. Like, right. they had to put on, like, this pilot suit. Like, your your stereotypical, like, pirate pilot uniform. Uh-huh. They had to slide down this weird inflatable thing, which I was like, I guess that's, like, an emergency ramp thing. That yeah. kind of makes sense. They had to, like, pedal around in a, in a freaking tricycle that kind of looked like a plane. I was like, 
right, that's stretching it a bit. And then they had to do this thing where, and it was just like, it's, I guess it's a normal game show thing, but while they were doing it, it was just something that I noticed. So then they had these gigantic fans that, so they slide down this like weird inflatable thing, this kind of like bounce house, end up in seemingly a vat of something. Like, there is something there that seems like oil or butter, just, like, something to make them real slippery. And then they go on this thing that seems like a slip and slide with a gigantic fan at the end. And they have to go far and then grab a piece of paper that has a luggage number on it. But... As, as per usual with these things, they, like, they're all buttery or whatever, and they start falling on themselves, and I'm fairly certain, like, I don't know how any of these chicks didn't break a tooth or something, because they're eating shit hardcore, and then there's this fucking asshole sitting off to the side, laughing his fucking ass off at them, and, like, <laughs> pointing and laughing, like fucking Nelson from The Simpsons, whatever his name is, and I'm like... This is the man that you guys want to be with. The guy who's pointing and laughing at you as you fall on your face. Okay, I'm not going to judge you, but that guy sucks. Um, And then they... That show is just so shameless. It plays into tropes so much, and I understand they do it on purpose, but it's just so bad at the same time. I just... It's garbage TV, but it's actually pretty entertaining, if I'm being honest. All right. <laughs> yeah, I basically just sit there talking shit while my fiance legitimately washes in it. <laughs> so, whatever. She probably hates me. Uh, let's talk about the games we're playing. You are playing A Plague Tale Innocence by yes. Asabo Studio, maybe? Asobo? Something like that? Mm, I think it might be Asobo, but then again, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, yeah so, played so much of it. I don't know how you don't know how to I say don't the know. name. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've been playing a Plague Tale and keep in mind, I've been playing it, but only for like an hour to two hours of it. The issue with, you know, flying all over the world and getting the flu is you don't have much time for video games. So I dedicated some of my time to a Plague Tale because I really want to play this game and it is on Xbox Game Pass now, which gives me a good excuse to actually pick it up. Um, so far I'm liking it. It seems very... <clears throat> very like stealth-esque of your at least for now you're basically these two children who are escaping uh what seems to be these um i'm not really too sure who they are exactly but it's some type of uh of group that's basically attacking them uh for some reason they they want the younger uh sibling of the two not sure why as of yet um but you seem to be from this royal family uh you start out as this girl who is with her father out in the open and you lose your dog to this weird like you're not even sure what it is it's some kind of creature that just like eats him from underground and what it seems to be is uh and for people who know it like it's probably more obvious, but it seems to be since this is a plague tale that it's like crazy vicious the rats. Plague. Yeah. yeah. So like crazy vicious rats or something that are eating uh, these people, and it's all about diseases and things like that. But at this point, um, I'm only two chapters in, <clears throat> and you're essentially trying to find this doctor for your brother. 
you don't really know why exactly. You just know he has some kind of sickness and your mother tells you to go find him. Um, so far, I've enjoyed the game. It is uh, a little weird in some of the movements of it, um, but I think especially for an independent developed studio, like or independently developed game from this studio, I think it's pretty impressive what they did. Um, I think that the way the story is laid out in these chapters is actually really refreshing just because it is a full story, but it seems to be paced uh, very equally, at least from those first two chapters. And it is an easy stopping point to be able to pick this game up kind of like a book, which is nice because I even after this week, even though I've gone through all that stuff, I still have a bunch on my plate that I have to catch up on. So like being able to just be... Uh, easily pick this up and just be like, I want to play a chapter now and then be done with it is really, really helpful, at least for my state. Um, but I'm this having fever fun. dream you're currently this, existing in. Yeah, pretty much. I, I originally, when I, I picked this game, I kind of made a joke in my head. I was like, well, I feel like shit. Might as well play a plague tale since it's all about sickness. But, um, correlates i get it, it. see i mean why I just not wanted to... let sickness invade all points in your life <laughs> that's pretty much i like to live on themes you know <laughs> everything needs to to be associated in some way or another um but yeah so i i really don't have too much to say to it yet i want to actually play it out and see the full game to it because i've heard so many good things about it but so far i'm enjoying where it's going and the the actual gameplay element to it it's a lot of like running around uh stealth hiding in different situations but some of the stealth ones are like really funny to me and this is why sometimes i hate stealth games because they'll do things in it where it's like you're like oh you have to stealth pass and you'll from a video game perspective you'll see it and you'll be like Okay, I know what the game wants me to do. It wants me to hide in like behind this barrel, and then when this person looks over there, I'll walk past. And it's like, that's great from a video game perspective, but it's like never real. It's like you you ran through, you're like hiding through this one corridor, and it'll be like every time you walk into a room, all of the enemies in the room are like, I guess we should all look this way. And just stare at, like, the direction where there's, like, a fireplace. And it's like, what are you people doing? You're looking for someone. Why would you all be looking at that fireplace when I could just walk past all of you? Yeah, in reality, there's always somebody, like, standing guard. But instead, they're all, like, (laughs) they're all just like, let's shoot the shit and look at these flames, bruh. Yeah, like, what are you doing? But other than that, like, the the realism aside, I think um, the game so far has given a a good picture of like story versus you know good enough elements of gameplay that will hook me hopefully throughout it i've heard it's uh like a 15 hour i might be wrong about that but we'll see i'm i'm excited to play more of it other than that though i'm just sinking more time into binding of isaac because when you're on planes all you can do is play the switch i've put in a lot of hours dude i'm killing so many bosses though bosses i've never beat before i beat the hush i beat the lamb I went through a victory lap. I know you know absolutely nothing about what I'm saying, but <laughs> man, I'm doing it all. It's it's great. I'm I'm getting I'm getting up there. I've got like almost all of the characters unlocked now. It's pretty crazy. Man, you're talking about how good you are at games. Let's talk about how shitty I am at this game. Um, all right, so let's do it. I'm playing Temtem. 
by, and I'm going to say crema, but it's probably crema or something. I think it's crema. I'm, okay. I'm not even going to try that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm actually joking. I'm not shit at this game. It's actually not, like, I came into it thinking it was going to be a lot harder than Pokemon, but as long as you kind of pay attention, it's not that hard, with the exception of the introduction of different types. So, I don't know exactly, like, I have a crystal type Temtem named mm-hmm. Crystal, which I was like, hmm creative but um i don't know what that's like good against so i don't know exactly what to do but i honestly really really enjoy it um i played probably like i would say maybe 10 hours of it um it's a good amount yeah that that might be being generous at the very least i played like six six to ten hours so far and i'm actually really enjoying it i've got a couple different temtem there are some things i really like about it and some things i really hate one of the things i really hate is your rival or friend max that guy's a straight up asshole he's (laughs) the worst human being that exists i hate him more than anything if i'm being honest like I thought Hop was like, I was like, okay, Hop's kind of annoying, whatever. He always thinks he's going to be great. Let's be honest, he beat me once. I'm kind of a bitch. I'm bad at video games. But (laughs) Max is so much worse, and it's excessive. He's like, he's always talking shit. He's throwing shade at you. He's always being a little bitch, like, why did you get a Temtem and I didn't? I'm like, you have a fucking robot. What? (laughs) <laughs> you have like what's supposed to be a rare digital temtem. I've got this dope ass crystal turtle, but let's be real. You have a robot. That's way cooler. And then he's like, wait, oh, I get temtem. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. It's also kind of weird because your characters seem to be roughly the same age, but then they're constantly telling Max he's too young to do stuff. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> are you guys like the same age like what they're acting like the max is like five years old and you're 10 <laughs> it's so weird uh so let's run down some of my notes that i've got here okay first note your rival is an a-hole i actually wrote that down because i fucking hate him so much <laughs> um something i honestly might have forgotten during Pokemon games, but I'm fairly sure you don't. So it's typical in Pokemon games to obviously level up during battles. Right. But something that you I, I don't believe you can do in Pokemon battles is actually get new moves and change your moves in battles, which you actually can in Temtem. So it, let's say you're going to level up and you're actually going to learn a new move. You can choose to like forget an old move and learn that new move in the midst of battle, which mm-hmm. I actually really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I like that, and a lot of these are just kind of compared to Pokemon, because it's the most experience I've had with a Monster Tamer, which, I mean, I probably play more Spectrobes, if I'm being honest, but that's definitely different and better. Um, so something I really like that Temtem does that nobody else really does, uh, or do, is that Temtem is actually based on a stamina system instead of PP, where Pokemon is... You let's say it's tackle. I believe it's twenty-five PP, so you can use that move twenty-five times before you can no longer use it. Instead, for Temtem, you can use whatever move you want, with the exception of certain ones, which honestly kind of really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it takes your stamina down, which is like a typical stamina bar. But once you get to the bottom of said stamina bar, it actually starts to eat away at your Temtem's health, which mm -hmm. I think is super cool because it's it kind of brings a different strategy into it where you can't just spam the same move, which I really, really enjoy. But like I said, there are certain moves that I have no idea why, and I imagine there's some indicator, but so far I haven't seen one, where you can't use them during the first turn. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird. Yeah, I forget what it was, but those are like the, they're like, they're too powerful to use. Uh, oh yeah, it definitely makes sense. It's just so annoying. Because <laughs> I'm like, why? It's Honestly, it kind of takes away from the strat. I mean, in a way, it, it both lends that they don't and takes away from the strategy because Crystal, as a Temtem, if I wanted to build out a good team and I want Crystal to be more of like a tanky Temtem, the ability that Crystal initially has to up like his or her defense, I can't use because mm -hmm. I can't use it the first round. And that's so annoying. So instead, I have to use like Glass Blade or like similar to tackle i think it's nibble or some shit like that it's basically just bite um right. but a little more that i really enjoy about it i like the temtem designs a lot i think they're really cute like i said uh you got like a crystal turtle i've run into a bunch of different ones some of them really eat balls to be honest <laughs> but some of them are cool um and i have like this to kind of come into some of the one of the things i have later on but i like a lot of the kind of like what I'd say is like a rookie Temtem designs, which is the first evolution, I guess, of a Temtem. So mm -hmm. like Crystal. But then mm -hmm. I went and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buckle. I want to know when Crystal evolves. So right. I was like, let's look that up. And I was like, okay, it evolves into this Temtem at like... And Temtem actually does evolution in a really interesting way, which I'll get to that. But um, I was like, Wow it evolves into this other, like, bigger turtle that kind of looks like Torterra. But instead of, like, plants, it's crystals. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Except for Crystal is really cute, and this thing looks derpy as fuck. So <laughs> kind of a downgrade there, which sucks, but I'm excited to see what happens. Um, one thing that really annoys me is in all the move descriptions, they make subtle jokes, which is really funny at times really the time that it's not funny is when i'm in a battle and want to know what a fucking move does and i have no idea because they're like making some stupid fucking joke and i'm like really guys right now <laughs> this is the time okay thanks that's really nice of you um character creation is pretty minimal at the moment uh, mm -hmm. so in like the Temtem kind of like animated trailer, and this is all in early access, by the way. So I should preface this with everything that I'm talking about right now might be really dated years from now when Temtem comes out in a full release, it might look different. It might play different. Everything might be different, but at the moment character creation is pretty minimal. Uh, in the initial trailer, it showed like a bunch of different outfits on people. There's not really much you can do with outfits and like, uh, you have like, options for maybe like four or five different like shirts four or five different pants same thing for shoes two different backpacks a couple different hairstyles and like different colors of hair but other than that there's not a whole lot else that you can do um so it's pretty minimal but not too bad i like that you get xp for catching temtem i think that's pretty nice mm -hmm. i think actually pokemon sword and shield does a similar thing um yeah. 
I like the Temtem capture animation, how you throw the card and then it spins around them and makes kind of like a like a pounding noise every time it makes a full circle around them. It reminds me a lot of Pokemon Ranger, where instead of throwing Pokeballs, you would actually just like you take control of them for a short portion of time by spinning the stylus around mm. them. Um, similar to like I believe they use some sort of like weird top looking thing. I didn't play much Pokemon Ranger. Mm, I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> um, cards, it has, yeah, yeah. This one's got cards. Um, <laughs> so the camera angles can be super annoying. Like yeah. you can't move the camera. So at times, like I will accidentally like fall off a ledge, basically, or jump over a ledge because I could not see it. It's like not in the view of my camera, which is super annoying. Especially because some of the ledges, like are the same height as other ledges, but for some reason you can't jump them. And I'm like, what's that all about? Like, <laughs> and I'm not talking about being on the wrong side of the ledge. I'm talking about being on the right side and you just won't jump down. And I'm like, it's literally a foot off the ground. Just <laughs> take a fucking step. Okay. Jesus. Um, so I like that. Yeah. I like that. I, uh, this is different than Pokemon, because Pokemon, you're poisoned until your Pokemon either dies or you can, uh, like, you can, oh, I forget what it's, you can give them an antidote. Um, every time you're outside of battle, it ticks for, like, the amount that you try to travel. Instead, mm -hmm. for Temtem, mm -hmm. it actually has a certain amount of turns that it goes by, and when you get out of Temtem battles, if you still have, like, let's say two ticks, um, when you walk, it does those, but after those two, it's done. I really mm -hmm. like that. Um, so you don't accidentally like fucking kill your Pokemon just by or kill your Temtem by trying to get it to like what would be like a Poke Center. Yeah. Um, I've got two more things. Uh, if your target dies, you'll attack the other. I think that's really cool because it has uh, like kind of duo battles. Everything are duo battles. And in most Pokemon games, uh, this might be different from Sword and Shield. But when you were doing duo battles, if you try to do two attacks and one of the attacks kills them, the next will miss. They won't attack the other. So Temtem is different. Instead, it will actually attack the other. I like that a lot because I typically, my, my strategy is... To take the least amount of damage by eliminating the other Temtem as fast as possible. So I basically open up with two quick attacks on one Temtem. The one I believe is the weakest. And hopefully it dies. And then we get to kind of like gang up on the other Temtem. Uh, mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to say job. is. No one knows what your Temtem will become or how. And I think the mystery of that is actually one of the coolest things about Temtem right now. Because there's like... The Toucan Temtem, they just give you immediately because this is all about duo battles, so you have to have two. So you get Crystal and you get this Toucan. This Toucan is basically like Eevee, from what I understand. I read like the Wikipedia on it. So um, it can actually evolve into multiple different Temtem, but the only one that anybody knows about is a single one, which is like a crystal flying one. And you'd get that one by taking it to the crystal shrine. You'd assume that there are other shrines you can evolve it into, but nobody has seen those yet. So there's a complete mystery on how many this could possibly evolve into, how it evolves into them. It's so interesting, let alone mm. now that I'm on the topic of evolution. And this is the last point I'll make that I actually think is very, very cool and I mean, somewhat annoying about Temtem, but it is really cool, is that evolution begins in a way from when you catch the Temtem. So when you catch them, 
based on the level that they are, let's say you're trying to catch like a crystal. If you catch a crystal, they evolve 30 levels after when you catch them. So mm, if you get them at level one, at level like 30 or 31, whatever, I mean, I don't know exactly how they count that. It's kind of like the year zero thing. Technically, <sighs> the decade didn't begin because there was no year zero. There's only one. So mm. I'm assuming it's in a way technically like 29 levels, but it says 30 levels from what I've seen. You have to get that one up to level 30 and then it'll evolve. But if I caught it at level five, it would take me until level 35 to get to get it to evolve. I think that's actually really, really cool because it kind of forces you to get the rhythm with this Temtem and learn how it is and kind of like develop a bond with it instead of like, let's say I catch like, I don't know, a fucking Caterpie at level five and at level 10, it becomes a Metapod, but I catch it at level nine. So it's going to evolve in one level. Mm -hmm. Instead, this is like, no matter what I have to fight with this Temtem. I have to get used to this Temtem if I want it to evolve. I think that's really, really cool. Like I said, it's kind of annoying because it tracks in a really weird way, and I'm like, I don't know exactly when I caught this Temtem, so I don't know when it's going to evolve, but right. I'm super stoked to play more. I haven't done any co-op stuff with it yet. I don't know how like diverse or how deep that gets, but I am excited to play more. I do actually really enjoy it. The only thing I'm not excited to do is evolve some of my Temtem because their evolution is a grody and <laughs> their like first evolution is super cute. Wow. This is a game we could actually play together for like the first time. I know. That's what I told Josh last week. I was like, I think I might buy Temtem so I can actually play a game with Josh. <laughs> I mean, I'm down to do co-op with you. Um, With your experience, like the early access of Temtem, has a lot of that changed or is a lot of it the same? I have to jump in. From what in. I just explained. I, I From what you've explained, no, a lot of it sounds the same. I haven't actually seen what it looks like now because I played back when it was in alpha, like when it first, first came out. I'm sure there's a lot that's changed from like a polished perspective, but the, you know, the underlying like the groundwork of it is it all sounds the same and i do remember the toucan yeah yeah the toucan is actually really interesting and cute but that's one of the ones i'm talking about that crystal version looks fucking ugly let's <laughs> maybe, be real maybe crystal monsters just uh don't look good i don't know Nah, i really like them though i think the glass moves are really dope and shit <laughs> those are oh also i guess this is the real last point all right some of these attack animations kind of cool some of them eat fat ass like this is exactly Sounds like, like pokemon. pokemon yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's like okay so i have wind blade which is kind of cool your toucan or whatever kind of like builds up a certain amount of wind by batting its wings and then it forms a large kind of like sickle like blade and shoots it out at the other temtem that's cool then i get a move that's called feather gatling and i'm like oh Maybe this is going to be something like uh, like Hidden Power, or and these are like Pokemon moves, or like uh, Magic Leaf. I think Magic Leaf is actually a Pokemon move. I'm not 100% sure. Um, or Talk like Leaf Razor Blade. Leaf? Yeah, like Razor Leaf and stuff like that, Like where it will actually show them like shooting it. And I was like, okay, cool. It's going to be like a sweet projectile thing. Nah, dude. He just fucking headbutts that bitch. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> i mean early access they could still change it <laughs> i hope they do that's that's what i mean by a lot of my complaints might actually be ameliorated by the time this comes out fully mm -hmm. um but this is actually the first game that i've really really enjoyed like i'm so glad that i got in 
in early access because of that wonder. Like by the time this comes out, I think a lot of these mysteries have will have already been solved in a way. Yeah. But until then, I am completely in the dark as to what my Temtem will be, how to evolve them, all of that stuff. I'm so excited to find out. I think that's really, really cool. Because mystery is not something we really get in everyday life anymore. That's true. Yeah, no. It's it's definitely interesting because it makes you a part of that story. Like, especially if you're one of the people that are in at the beginning of this, is like you get to experience that for yourself of being the people who are the first that – get to see it with their own eyes and get to be like, Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, you get to be the one to discover it. Yeah. There's so much, uh, so much enjoyment that you can get out of that. If you're really into that world. Yeah. I'm excited to play more tempt him. There are some like, obviously like shameless stuff. That's like, yeah, this is Pokemon, but yeah, for sure. I like it a lot. There's actually kind of a story, I believe I still have on here. Oh, no, I didn't actually include it because it wasn't necessarily a story. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's over on either Polygon or GameSpot. But it details how actually there was a fan, like a fan artist who created creature designs for a game. People thought they were going to be Pokemon and they were pretty fucking dope. And everyone got super stoked and then kind of the shitty Pokemon Sword and Shield starters got revealed and everybody was like, what the fuck? And then it turns out they're fucking Temtem. So hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's awesome. But I I believe that's on Polygon or GameSpot. So please go and like look for that. Check that out. It wasn't too long ago. It was like last week that this Mm. was maybe posted within the last week. I would check it out. It's kind of interesting. But since it wasn't necessarily like quote unquote news and easy to get through... Instead, it was kind of like this longer winding story. It's not excessively long, but it is. Um, I didn't need to include it, I guess. But speaking of things we included, um, our first news story is over on Polygon. This written by Charlie Hall, and it is Pakistani game developers denied a visa for GDC, uh, made a game about it instead. Two game developers from Pakistan who were denied U.S. visas to attend the Game Developers Conference, GDC, in San Francisco have made a game about their experience. The stated goal is to draw attention to issues faced by those attempting to travel into the United States from Muslim countries. Uh, Restrictions have been on the rise since the election of President Donald Trump in 2016. Trying to Fly was created as part of the Global Game Jam, which took place January 31st to February 2nd by, and I'm going to butcher these names so bad. So everybody just get ready for it. Um... Bisma Zai, Anam Sajid, maybe, Ali Hamza, um, and, oh, and Ali Hamza. Uh, both Zai and Sajid had previously been awarded scholarships by independent game developers or by the Independent Game Developers Association, the IGDA, um, to attend GDC, but When they applied for visas to enter the United States for GDC in March, they were denied. Similar to stories um, have been in the past. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm not going to read that part. Because everybody knows about this travel ban shit. That's kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They wanted to, and this is a quote, they wanted to make a game about what... uh, uh, a game that would highlight their and others' experiences uh, at the visa interview process. um, Reads the game description and how much... Oh, how such measure, measures were 
can I'm so bad at reading. Uh, can direct <laughs> can directly have an effect on their future careers and lives. Uh, the bird represents the applicant's dreams and aspirations for the future. Now I don't know what the bird means. I'm assuming that's a part of the game. Yeah. But that's a weird part of the quote to include <laughs> there. Because I mean, out of context, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, someone's got to learn to fly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the <laughs> I don't know why that took a sec to hit me. Um, <laughs> the IGDA uh, has made great strides in the past decade to support fledgling game developers around the world. Uh, Pakistan represents an emerging new territory for gaming due in part to its surging middle class and the... Uh, adoption of mobile technology it's also home to the pixel art games academy uh pakistan's first games academy which is super dope i actually didn't know wow. about that yeah, um <coughs> sorry <coughs> damn i like choked just randomly i'm not gonna read mm-hmm. that last part because it's just kind of like talking shit um Get all choked up by that pixel art academy <laughs> yeah that's actually super dope i didn't know anything about that so i mean It sucks that this is happening again this year because this was actually something that was an issue last year where people from like how it how it says here Muslim countries how had actually had like big issues coming into the United States for GDC last year Mm -hmm. as well as this year. Um, But I really don't I mean, I don't want to get political or anything one because I'm ignorant and two because it's just honestly tiring at this point. But (laughs) Like it, it, uh, I don't know. I don't see this changing for a while until we possibly get a new president or anything like that. Like, sadly, I feel like this is going to be just as much as an issue next year, probably. Um, I I don't really know until something changes, this is going to exist. So, which is really sad, but I do think it's amazing that they didn't seem kind of like these two individuals didn't seem discouraged by this, but instead like funneled whatever emotions they felt into making a game Mm -hmm. uh which Mm -hmm. i should i want to say game jams from what i understand are really interesting it's basically being given a limited amount of time to develop a game that's actually how the concept for hollow knight was created was through a game jam Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah i think those are super cool not doesn't have a lot to do with the story um how do you feel (laughs) about this situation in general uh, I'm pretty much on the same boat as you. I mean, I really, from a political standpoint, I don't know much about anything. Uh, it's not my wheelhouse. I feel the same way is that like a lot of, uh, the people in this country are generally very nervous when it comes to, um, other countries coming in and the whole visa state right now is just usually up in the air as far as who's going to get one and who's not. Um, so Granted, I can't really say much about that, but it is very interesting that they used that avenue to create this game to try and bring awareness. Um, the one thing that I don't know is, like, how do people actually get this game? I don't know. I was actually kind of wondering that, too, because it said in the game's description, so I was wondering if they possibly, like, maybe posted it somewhere, like, on their website, if it's on, like, itch.io. I don't believe it's on Steam at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it would be really cool to actually check this out, especially because of that part of the quote that makes no sense unless you actually play the game. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And then then again, maybe it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, because, like, I'm trying to look through a couple of, like, areas to actually find that game, and I can't find it 
easily. <laughs> so it's kind of a shame. Uh, but maybe, uh, oh no, here we go. Install, download zip file, extract all files, play the .exe. Okay, so yeah, there's a way. All right, maybe I'll try this out later and report back. Okay, okay. While you do that, I guess prepare. I'm to not going to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> While you prepare to download this game, possibly in the future, let's move on to our next news story, which is also on Polygon. Um, also not written by Charlie Hall. It's written by Cass Marshall. Um, this is Untitled Goose Game Devs Donate a Percentage of Profits to Indigenous Groups. Um, and I don't need to read that part because it's kind of just jerking house house off because they made a cool game and made a lot of money. Um, Good for them. <laughs> so I guess it actually is important. So if you guys didn't know, House House is based in Australia, and they have pledged to donate a percentage of the game's income towards indigenous populations of the country. Uh, players who beat Untitled Goose Game and watch the credits may have noticed the following line, and this is a quote. Uh, the This game was made on the lands of the, and I'm going to butcher this too, and I'm very sorry. Once again, I'm uncultured. I'm a little piece of shit. Um, I'm going to say... Wurun Jerry, maybe? I've heard maybe, like, maybe. I've heard many people try to, like, stumble their way through saying this. I, I haven't gotten a consensus on it yet. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> the Wurun Jerry people of the Cullen, K-U-L-I-N, maybe, nation, uh, we pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded, or seceded, um, or ceded. No, that's ceded. I'm pretty sure. Uh, now the developers are participating in the pay the rent movement on Twitter. The studio wrote our video game. Um, our video games are made on stolen Wurundjeri land. Uh, we at house house will be paying at least 1% of our income to indigenous peoples in perpetuity as uh, part of the pay the rent movement. Uh, we encourage others to do the same. Um, the first groups House House will be donating to are the Wurundjeri Tribe Council, uh, Warriors and Aboriginal Resistance, and SEED, and Indigenous Youth Network. Um, yeah, the, and then it just goes on to say that House House has sold a shitload of copies, over a million copies of Untitled Goose Game. I, I could see, just right away, I want to get it out of the way, I could see how some people would be like, oh... One percent. That's kind of like a really low number. One percent of their like one percent of their total like income and they've sold a million copies of this game is still quite a lot of money. And they didn't necessarily say that they're only giving one percent. They said they're paying at least one percent of our income. So I don't want anybody to get off on the wrong foot and say that it's an excessively low amount. The fact that they're doing this in general is amazing. Um, They don't have to do this. So, I mean, I guess thank them for doing it because it's a really nice thing that they're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I think it makes sense because if you're you're looking at, like, what is the price of the game? Is it, I think it was $25? I think it's $20, $25. 25 20 so if it's 25 you're looking at a million and just estimate of that is 25 million and then you take one percent of that you're still gonna have you know a good chunk of money as you mentioned right there and so i think even if this 
even if this stayed within, you know, just the thousand range or something like that from it, it would still be a nice gesture from them because like, yeah, granted, they're making a lot of money uh, when you think about those copies, but it's only a few people and it's also a company still though, even though it's only a few people because like they have their own bills that they need to pay to keep one, their operation still going, their people still fed and, and clothed and whatever to, you know, actually pay those people who are working for the company. But the fact that they're giving any money at all is very, uh, generous of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that kind of sucks about giving to charity is a lot of people tend to like, I guess, look down on you based on the amount that you give. It's so weird, right? It's weird that you have to like, you're looked down if you don't give money, but then if you do, you have to give enough before we're like, okay, yeah, you're a good person. Yeah, like there's an acceptable threshold and you're right. just like, I mean, giving it at all is more than some people do. Yeah, so exactly. I don't really understand. Yeah, when I worked for Albertsons a long time ago, which I'm going to say this right now, I don't know. I, I think they're across the US, but I have no idea. So maybe you don't know what that is. But I actually, I, I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation before. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked for Albertsons, uh, we did things called like Santa Bucks and Turkey Bucks, which are basically like a way for people to donate to the Idaho Food Bank, which would help basically like feed like the homeless during the during certain portions of the year, basically just holidays. Um, and people would actually apologize to me when I'd be like, oh, do you want to help feed a family this Thanksgiving? And they're like, yeah, but sad. Like, I'm sorry, but I can only do a dollar. And I'm like, uh, why would I judge you? Like, yeah, like you're giving a dollar. That's yeah. Some I'm people like, just if, say no. Yeah, if all you can give is a dollar, I mean, you probably need that dollar. So the fact that you're giving it at all is pretty nice. Like yeah. that's awesome of you to do it in general. So we, I, I don't know. We should probably just not kind of jump down people's throats because we don't think they give enough to charity. Because the fact that they are at all is pretty nice. Um. But yeah, I don't know what else to say on that one. Uh, our next news story is over on GameSpot. It's written by Jeremy Winslow. It is Castle Crashers dev... dev I, I don't know why this tripped me up. Castle Crashers dev announces new Alien Hominid game. Hell I know you're yes. probably pretty stoked about this. Yeah, I'm so hyped. You're a big Behemoth fan. I so, am. I'm a big uh, boy. <laughs> I also love their logo, or at least like how they have it in this trailer. It's like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he always is. I didn't know that. That's pretty. Yeah, fantastic. they've always they've always got the chicken, dude. God. The Behemoth is a great developer. They they do some good stuff. And Alien Hominid was such such a good series back then. Uh, not really series. I guess it's series now. But just one game, yeah. One game. Not anymore. Not anymore, baby. Read the script. <laughs> Uh, the behemoth developers behind indie action games like Battleblock Theater and Castle Crashers has announced that it's working on a brand new entry in the long dormant Alien Hominid franchise. Alien Hominid Invasion is the behemoth's next project. The studio confirmed with the brief uh, 40 second teaser trailer below, which I would check this out. It's over on, I believe, the behemoth's YouTube channel. It's mm. an interesting teaser trailer. It, of course, doesn't say like a whole lot about it, but... I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Invasion is not a prequel or a sequel, nor is it a remaster or a remake. The Behemoth is uh, the Behemoth in a developer Q and A said 
Invasion is a new game within the Alien Hominid franchise, and yes, Alien Hominid Invasion is co-op, um, and this is a quote, every time you support the behemoth, you support co-op games, the studio said. We need more of them in the industry, and we're just so happy that we can keep making them. Uh, Further details about Invasion are scarce, but the Behemoth confirmed that it will make an appearance at PAX East, uh, EGX Resed with... Oh, and EGX Resed with a new... With a playable demo of Invasion available on both show floors. Uh, PAX East runs from... February 27th to March 1st in Boston, while EGX Res uh, takes place between March 26th and 28th in London. How are you feeling about this news? Because you are a big fan of the Behemoth. I am. They're definitely one of my favorite developing studios. Uh, and you've also gone like gone on quite a tirade at one point in time about Alien Hominid and how much you enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good game. It's also a really hard game, which I'm I'm interested to see how they do with balancing the difficulty with this game. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, one of the great things about Behemoth is it usually is very co-op based and has like a good platform for, uh, especially if they do online co-op, which they I believe they usually do, um, have a good platform for basically just having an amazing time with your buddies because the games are always so wacky and so cleverly written and play out in such a smooth and like fluid way. I think that this game, if done close to, you know, the way they did Castle Crashers and mixing that into Alien Hominid, which is kind of what it sounds like of having like, you know, the multiple people, um, having the crazy environments that are happening, the wacky just background lore of everything. I could definitely see this being uh, one of my, like, this is right now, as of today, my most anticipated game for 2020. I don't think it'll come out 2020 because it would be weird to be shadow drop. But if so, man, I'd be excited for that. I don't know. I feel like the behemoth is like big enough, especially with the release of Castle Crashers, that like they wouldn't need much time before like releasing Alien Hominid. They'd probably like mm. release it to quite a bit of fanfare, if I'm being honest. I mean, I get that. I just feel like they would want to do themselves justice in the fact that this like the behemoth doesn't uh create stuff very often. <laughs> like as much yeah. as I as much as I really am a fan of the behemoth, they really don't have a lot in the short span of like time that I can think of to date is like their most recent one was I think pit people, which came out uh, like two years ago, like actual release, but it had been in early access for like a year or two before that as well. And then before that was battle block theater. Then they had, uh, I think before Battle Block was just Castle Crashers, and then yeah, so there's not like there's not a lot that has come out of the studio. So I feel like they would still put more of like a a marketing spin to this of like, hey, this is when we're gonna come out, like blah blah blah. This is you know what it's gonna look like, and give more of a lead up time into that as opposed to just being like, here's a game, it's out now. But then again, I don't really remember um how they've dropped the rest of their games so maybe it is in line with their uh their market strategy i just don't remember from the past 
Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. Me not being a big, like, like a huge fan of the Behemoth, I really haven't played many of the games other than Alien Hominid. I played a little bit when I was a kid just because it was a Flash game and easy to come across. Right. Um, the My favorite thing about it is they seemingly have redesigned the actual Alien, yeah, and I think yeah, it looks yeah. much, much cuter now, and I'm in. I love that <laughs> cute Alien. <laughs> Yeah, the design does look nice. I mean, it, it clearly needed an overhaul. but And I, I like the fact that in there they have like all the different multicolors because that's kind of where I'm thinking of from like a Castle Crasher perspective of having the the four-player aspect to it. We'll see yeah, how I'm, many. I'm interested to see how many people it would allow you to like play with, especially with the advent of like online co-op because right. there was an excessive amount of colors. Yeah, I I assume that's going to be more of just like you get to choose between yeah. those colors. Kind of like a variety. It's hard, yeah, it's hard because like you think of something like Castle Crashers where there was the four people and it made sense because the way the map was built on all of like the, the levels was one of those 2D but had perspective kind of a thing that you see in like a brawl em up game where you could technically move left and right but up and down even though it was a 2D uh, background. So you had enough space for all those different characters to be. With Alien Hominid, it was a 2D, just flat 2D perspective, which is more similar to something like uh, Metal Slug. And with those games, I can't imagine having four people and it still being like difficult. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the difficulty would really be impacted if you had four people shooting different areas as opposed to having one and one or two. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what it is cuz I and I'm not saying that this will happen at all, but I think it would be pretty interesting to see if they like possibly did something like Fall Guys where technically like they call it a battle royale, but it's actually a mix up of multiple different uh like multiple different mini games from what I understand that you slowly eliminate more and more. Mm-hmm. I doubt mm-hmm. it'll be anything like that. Um, I guess just wanted to bring up Fall Guys, but I think that concept <laughs> would be really cool, um, especially because like you could bring in so many aliens and then have them go through like all of these different trials to eventually conquer Earth. I think would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Who knows? Um, but speaking of cute ass aliens. I, I don't know if they're aliens, but it, maybe they are. Our next news story is over on Twinfinite. It is written by Chris Jex, and it is Temtem bans almost 900 users for cheating and will not review appeals. It has since been updated. They have said that they will review appeals, by the way. So not too fucked up. Uh, Temtem <laughs> developers Crema have ana- uh, has today announced that it has banned 900 users for exploits and cheating and that it will not review any appeals from users on the decision uh or decision to ban them the update has since uh said while developer crema will continue to ban those who cheat and abuse exploits in temtem it has since reversed its decision to not uh, review appeals instead it will allow those banned to appeal the decisions uh which will then be looked into. Uh, Crema did point out in its tweet announcing the change uh, in decision that all bans they had checked were legit and that having a... Oh, and that having a no appeal policy is not good. Uh, 
yeah, you could check out the original story below. That's kind of like I honestly didn't expect to see this. <laughs> yeah. From from like a Pokemon game immediately. Well, not I mean obviously it's not Pokemon, but like I didn't expect them to just immediately crack down on people and start banning them. That's pretty crazy. I did think it was a little bit ruthless of them to not accept like uh, kind of like to not accept appeals. I thought that was I mean, I respect it, but I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of dickish. Um Yeah. But hell, dude, that's that's a baller move. They're just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I mean, they got to keep their servers clean, you know? Yeah, especially because something like cheating in cheating in Pokemon is like one thing because it's not going to really ruin anybody else's experiences as long as you like you can't use the Pokemon that have obviously been used to like boost. You can't use mm-hmm. them in tournament battles, which would be the times that they would negatively impact somebody else's experience but in temtem it's all online so right. i like i said i don't know how exactly like how deep the co-op is but i could see that affecting more people than just like uh, than just the competitive ones i guess you know what i mean yeah i don't know too much about like like what cheating uh looks like in this game as far as how because even though this is a multiplayer game where it's like you know an mmo and you have all those different people i i feel like at least from when the alpha was around not much was out there that really made it feel like it was an mmo other than seeing a bunch of randos walk by yeah. so i don't yeah, know and there's how... like a little like chat system i guess which i yeah. haven't used yet yeah, so I don't know how much that would have really affected it anyway, but I guess they're just trying to keep it clean and try to crack down before it becomes something that could be an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I really do respect developers that are like, if you cheat in our game, we will ban you. Like, yeah. it's just that easy. I I really respect that position because they're just like, dude, just play the game. Like, <laughs> you don't have to break it. You don't have to do any of that. Just play the game as it was like intended to be played i guess which i do respect i think that's pretty cool um are you actually going to return to temtem are you gonna play some with me you want to play some temtem i'll play temtem with you if you come back do you do you know if any of your progression will be transferred <sighs> I have no idea no idea it was one of the things because it was a separate file because that alpha was a different steam key i had to get a to like totally new one for it so i think it might just all be lost I'll probably have to start from zero. I mean, that's not bad though, because maybe no, they I'd changed. Rather... Yeah, maybe I'd they changed. Quite I don't a bit. remember anything. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I will say though, while we're still on the topic of Temtem, before we move on, I I said it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. It is definitely harder than sure. than most monster tamers I've played. I frequently have to either like while I was trying to beef up some of my temtem, I had to constantly go back to uh <laughs> to kind of like the I, the I forget stop. what they're called. Yeah, basically yeah. the Pokestop. They're called like Temtemporiums or something like that or Temporiums, I think. Something mm. like that. Um to heal up my temtem so that I didn't have to worry about them getting just straight up murked cuz if they do, they don't gain any experience and it fucking sucks. But I sure. like, yeah, you constantly have to kind of like keep an eye on how many potions you have and d- they're called balms, but it's basically the same idea as a potion and I've had to use them quite often. I can't say that about Pokemon. 
I've almost never used a potion, but I've used like a shitload of bombs just to keep my Temtem alive. Yeah, it's uh it's a little bit uh rougher on uh people's expectations with uh just a breeze like Pokemon can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't want to dissuade anybody by saying that it's it's harder. Like, Pokemon is not hard, and that comes from somebody who's bad at video games. I guess technically I got beat by Hop, but still. <laughs> that was just because Snorlax is an a-hole, and he can body slam fucking meteors into yeah. the fucking earth, so. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's 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 just reminiscent of Pokemon, like, blue and red. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit tougher, I guess. Uh, at yeah. least from what I remember. Yeah, I I honestly can't remember that much about Pokemon Blue and Red. I haven't gone back to play those because if I'm being honest, one of my least favorite generations. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Suck it. Actually, it's Dude. not. There are much worse wow. ones. I just really like the third generation. Fucking <sighs> Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Whew. Whew. Good shit right there. Nah, I'll stick with my original 150. Oh, come on, dude. Uh, speaking <sighs> of the original... Has I mean that doesn't make any sense, but over on Twinfinite, <laughs> this written by Grayson Morales. Um, this is uh this untitled Goose Game fan made game, or just untitled Goose fan made game will mess you up your browser. It's actually desktop. I don't know why I'm having so many issues reading this. Just <laughs> like putting words where they don't belong and just taking them all out. What is what are you doing today? I don't even know. I don't. I mean, it's just what I do in general, I guess. Uh, we've seen memes from the Entitled Goose game, uh, an interactive <coughs> Lego set, or an inventive, not interactive, motherfucker, <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> so, well, what would an interactive Lego set be? I mean, technically, they're all interactive. I you mean, interact with these Lego sets. Yeah, I wouldn't say the Lego set is interactive, though. You were interacting with it. Nah. Seems like the same thing. Seems all like... Right. Tomato, potato, you know? Mm. Definitely the same thing. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot mods, uh, gorgeous fan art, and it seems that this terrible goose will not stop at making a name for itself. Uh, It's already enough that the indie puzzler uh, has managed to surpass 1 million copies sold, but now somebody has made a game that stars a goose, and the goose will mess up your Windows desktop. Uh, Desktop Goose is a downloadable goose experience for Windows uh, that is available on itch.io and all it does is conjure up a cute little goose that lives on your computer but it definitely won't behave. The goose will grab your mouse cursor, uh, track mud all over the screen, leave you messages on your notepad, and you might even see a meme or two from the terrible bird. Uh, And then they include... That's kind of the last part I'm going to talk about with this story, but the they do include some interesting uh, like snippets from Twitter where some guy said he left his alone for 30 minutes, came back, and it was just his screen is littered with Untitled Goose Game memes. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is kind of the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the goose is loose. <laughs> Once yeah, he's loose, I guess. he can't be unloosened. He's just honking people all across the board. Mm-hmm. Give him a good honk. I did actually, I saw this before I actually checked out that news story, and I thought about, like, downloading it, 
And oh, then God, I was like, no. that sounds like a terrible fucking I would idea. never use this fucking thing. <laughs> it no should be way. said that it can be turned off just by like pushing your exclamation or not exclamation, your escape key. So oh, okay. you can like turn it off, but still you never know when you might accidentally turn it on and it fucks with your shit. Yeah, no way. <laughs> Every time I see this, I'm like, oh God, I like the I would be so mad because I'd be the person who like forgets that it's on and it would do something like while I'm in a game and I would just get so mad. Yeah, imagine being in the middle of like a raid or something and it grabs your cursor and you're like, no, no, no. no!" (laughs) Uh, Just those few seconds of it fucking shit up. Yeah, that's actually playing games on hard right there. (laughs) It's It's uh, It just starts getting random pop-ups of goose memes. You're like, go away. Yeah, try to play Celeste with this. That would Uh, be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what a a monster, Mr. Uh, Sam Shiet, I guess is his name. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit later about another fan-made thing. We'll actually talk about it in just a second, but just a second. It's so amazing how much like these these indie game fans are creating. Like we're going to talk about like this awesome stop motion Cuphead video. There's like this weird I guess like desktop application of this goose yeah, that'll pass the shit out of you. People are creative, man. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's amazing that indie games can foster such a community that they create like these awesome things uh but let's hop into news cram big josh boy cram 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 wow i thought you were gonna go all right i'm good <laughs> you you just hack up a lung like midway through <laughs> yeah i probably shouldn't have been doing that but it's okay i mean i it, it was a nice it was nice hearing that from you because the the new old Josh yeah. did not do it. He instead was ready to get you know poked and prodded in uh, the in the bee hole regions from you. So oh my goodness, that's, yeah, he was ready to get crammed. That's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, News cram is our weekly wrap up segment where we, the hosts of Indie Incursion and Indie Games podcast, cram you full of all sorts of indie games news. This week on News Cram, we have three quick news stories. No uh, new deals and quick steals for you, but then we've got a whole shitload of new stuff. So let's hop in to our news stories. Uh, our first quick news story comes by way of Twinfinite, where it's reported that. A fan-made stop-motion Cuphead video is making the rounds. This video uses several Cuphead toys to pay homage to the adventures of the titular Cuphead and his brother Mugman on their adventures within the Inkwell Isles. The creator of this astounding video um, is named David Garcia, and he reportedly spent upwards of four months creating Damn. this video. Have you have you seen this video? Did you check it out? I'm watching it literally right now. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. I, I would recommend after the podcast is over checking it out with the sound on because uh-huh. he uses a lot of the same sound cues. It sounds good. Like mm. I joke on Twitter, I joke on fucking uh, videos a lot, but this is good. Wow. Let's be real. I like a lot of the effects that he does. Um, <laughs> next up, over on Nintendo Life, it's reported that multiple people within the Yacht Club team have said that they will continue to work on games involving Shovel Knight and his spectacular spade. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, over on Nintendo Life, it's reported that yet another monster tamer has appeared from the shadows in order to take Pokemon's creature crown 
this new challenger being an open world and seemingly more ARPG game called Kindred Fates, uh, which is currently searching for funding over on Kickstarter at this time of writing. The project has attained its initial $50,000 goal and has no signs of stopping anytime soon. This game actually looks kind of cool. I would recommend everybody check it out. Go to the Nintendo Life article or just type in Kindred Fates Kickstarter into your browser, your Google Chrome, whatever. Check it out. This yeah. game actually looks really, really cool. I, I was made talking... made goal, too. Yeah, they, they made it pretty quickly. Um, when I checked it out last night, they were over their goal, and they still had 22 days left. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it's 21 now, but still. Yep, and they got breeding mechanics. They got their first stretch goal. Oh, did they? They mm-hmm. actually hit that one? Yeah. That's awesome. We were actually at, at work. I was telling uh, a couple friends of mine, including one that frequently writes into our show, Chase. Uh, I was telling them about this game, and they seemed pretty stoked. They thought it looked pretty dope. So <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, that game when it comes out. Sadly, okay, so here's the thing, though. I saw it, and I was like, boom, dude. Fucking money where my mouth is. This game looks cool. I'm going to back it. Go to the Kickstarter. Guess how much you it's have to pay for this game. 30 bucks. Yes, $30 to to get this game. And that's just if you want it at release for $30. If you want to get into any sort of like alpha or anything like that, guess how much you have to pay. Mm-hmm. 45 $70. Woo! I believe, yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a toughie. Yeah, a nice, nice fat $70 to play this game a little bit early, I guess, and technically be somewhat of a tester and help them with feedback. Damn. I was like, nah, dude, not going to happen. I'm it does <laughs> I'm not going to back that. pretty dope that you can control the Pokemons when you're... Yeah, there. they look so cool. Wow. I guess they're called, what are they called? Uh, something folk, maybe. Fates? Kindreds? Something kindreds? Nah. They're called something definitely different. They're like kinfolk or something like that. It's kinfolk. it's really interesting. That's just silly. Uh, the passionate blah blah blah. Nope, can't find the name quickly enough. They're Pokemon. <laughs> Let me look it up. Kindred Fates. Look at that. I've looked it up so many times. It was easily pulled up. Right there. Right in the the old browser. So what are these little bastards called? <laughs> <laughs> Um, GRP or an RPG. The story is all about a bunch of stuff provoking blah blah blah. What the fuck are you things called? Tell me what they're called. Also, the mounts look super dope. Uh-huh. Like, there's a mount section in Temtem. I have not, I don't know what that is, but fuck, this game looks dope as shit. Especially <laughs> when he's riding this one in the in the water. The that looks like a looking thing. Yeah, it looks like a fucking like a Naga from uh what is it uh avatar the last airbender <laughs> like that that shit looks dope what are these freaking things called i told you no way to know uh every kinfolk and kindred fate has a tree yeah they're called kinfolk oh sweet i got it right awesome 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 yeah this this game looks really really cool make sure you guys check it out i would absolutely recommend it Damn. um Except for I'm not going to pay $30. Branching right Evolutions is pretty cool, too. Yeah, you can actually choose. It kind of reminds me of like a mix between like uh, like Digimon and Pokemon. Because Digimon, yeah. like in the Cyber Sleuth series, had kind of mm-hmm. like a branching tree as well. Where you could actually choose what Digimon you wanted to Digivolve into. Which I found somewhat annoying. But in a game that's completely separate from any sort of like already existing media. I think that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Let's move on to some new stuff. 
Our first seven items and new stuff come by way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that retro puzzle game Circuit Dude by developer Jonathan Crate Holmes is headed to the Nintendo Switch sometime in late February. Uh, that 2D adventure game Ministry of Broadcast by developer Ministry of Broadcast Studios is getting a not only is getting not only a physical release on April 28th, but if uh, those who pre-order will get a sweet steel case for the same price as the standard edition. Um, that retro 2D action platformer Goblin Sword by developer Gelato Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch on Thursday, February 13th. That sci-fi puzzle game Soul Axiom by developer Wales Interactive is headed to the <coughs> Nintendo Switch on February 27th. Uh, that action RPG Cat Quest and Cat Quest 2 by developers The Gentle Bros are possibly getting a physical bundle with both games on the Nintendo Switch, possibly releasing on May 22nd. Uh, that tower defense game Dungeon Defenders Awakened by developers Chromatic Games will not be coming to the Nintendo Switch next month and instead be coming sometime in Q2 of 2020. And lastly, that puzzle game uh, Hellheim Hassle by developer Perfectly P- Paranormal is headed to the Nintendo Switch sometime early this year. Now over to Polygon, where it's reported that romantic puzzle game Florence by developer Mountains is headed to the Nintendo Switch, Windows PC, and Mac on February 13th. Super stoked about that. I have not been able to play Florence. I'm very excited to play Florence. Hmm. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Awesome. I'm stoked now. I... Uh, <laughs> Now over on Twinfinite, where it's reported that Dead Cells by the developer Motion Twin is getting a new DLC titled The Bad Seed, which will be available on February 11th for $4.99. And to round out the group over on GameSpot, it's reported that Moving Out by developers SMG Studio and uh, DEVM Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on April 20th. Man, Big Josh Boy, we have been blessed with so many amazing indie games and news stories that I think it's about time we hop in to our next to last segment, God Bless the Crowd. This is where the biggest of average Josh boys generally, unless he's gone, and then I have to, and it gets real weird. Yeah, uh, well, go in <laughs> to different sorts of crowdfunding sites, find some awesome indie games for us to talk about, and we do just that. This week, we have Battle Axe, a pixel arcade adventure. Uh, a sumptuous sumptuous maybe sumptuous. Yeah, pixel sumptuous. arcade <laughs> adventure um being developed for the nintendo switch playstation 4 xbox one pc mac and linux this team is currently looking for fifty two thousand seventy three dollars uh, at the time of this recording they have thirty five thousand three hundred forty three dollars with 21 days left to go um to actually get in on the ground floor and get a copy of this game uh, you have to pay twenty dollars u.s to get a standard edition of the game on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Mac, or Linux. And you would also get a Battle Axe digital wallpaper um, and other digital bits. How do you feel about this game, Big Josh Boy? So, do you remember... uh, God, what is this game? This game reminds me of an old arcade game I used to really, Are you going to talk about Gauntlet? Oh, yes, Gauntlet. I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It looks like Gauntlet. It looks so much like Gauntlet. And not not in like... like The art style is different, but there's just something... Oh, yeah. Of, it's not like a ripoff. It's just kind of like the play style. The is play very style similar. is very similar to Gauntlet. And I loved the old school Gauntlet. I used to have one version for the GameCube. 
that I just played so much of. But even back in like the arcade days, the, that was one of my favorite arcade machines. And this is definitely, you know, like you just said, bringing a lot of those old school gauntlet vibes. Um, I really like the fact that you can have the different characters, uh, even though it seems like they have the same general uh, setup. There's a few minor differences between the characters, apparently. Um, but I, yeah, I, they they do have it listed a little bit down below that in gameplay each one of them have like close up and like ranged attacks. Right. So right. they play very similar, I guess. Yeah, so there's there's like a little bit of difference in their stats, it seems like, and certain abilities they have. But for the most part, it's one long-range attack, one short-range attack. Um, I think it's still really cool. I'm a little bummed that it's only local co-op uh, from what it seems in the... Let's see, where was it? There was something that said it was only single-player and local co-op. Uh, yeah, can we play solo or local co-op by two people with players choosing their preferred hero? So it doesn't look like they're going to plan on having uh, online co-op, which is a big uh, upset in my mind. But I think it makes sense that they're trying to just focus on the game itself and focus on you know the, the experience of uh, having someone there with you. That being said, uh, I'm pretty excited about this. I don't know just because the $20 seems... Um, it's not really a high price, but I don't know if I'm willing to put in $20 for this flat outright, just because I like what I'm seeing from the few screenshots, but that's really all I'm getting. Um, that being said, it does look pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think this would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it looks pretty cool too. The only thing that I don't like, which you brought up is that it seems like all the characters for the most part play roughly the same with the exception of different stats like the the druid who is basically i mean let's be honest he's a mage um he has like one in speed and one in strength versus like the dark elf has three in strength or three in speed and two in strength and then the pirate has two in speed and four in strength so he's slightly stronger i'm assuming that also has to do with constitution so like how much health they have mm-hmm. I, I i'm guessing that's what strength is for the most part but each one has like roughly like the same ability set where they have like a projectile they have a just standard weapon attack and then they all have an ability that seemingly are all the same thing where Mm -hmm. rooney the pirate has his charge which seemingly you can kill people with uh fey the dark elf has dash which i'm assuming you can uh, it's mostly just to get out of the way or you can kill people with and then uh iolo the druid mage um has teleport which is once again just something to move around with so mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like there's a lot of variety where combat is concerned where like we we bring up gauntlet gauntlet i don't remember having like a massive amount of variety but the different characters that you played were different yeah. so like if you chose the barbarian you were like swinging this fat ass axe around where if you chose the jester it was more about like kind of like throwing bombs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so jester was the best yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. The thing I love most about this game, though, is actually kind of like uh, not necessarily the character designs of the main few characters, but actually of a lot of the monsters. I think the goblins, orcs look really, really cool. The trolls look really awesome. Um, make sure to check out this Kickstarter page. 
there's a lot of cool stuff on here. Uh, the Mandagore, which is just a large carnivorous plant, looks exactly like the bulb on the back of Ivysaur's back, which mm-hmm. Ivysaur, favorite Pokemon. So I'm into that. I like All that right a lot. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> Yeah, this game looks really interesting. Um, I The thing I like most about it is the art style. I really have yeah. to commend, uh, what is his name? Hank Nieborg, I believe. He's the art and design for this. His pixel art looks great. This is like, a, and I'm taking a stab in the dark here because I'm an idiot. It's like 16 to 32 bit pixel art. It looks really, really good. It looks beautiful. Like, that's my favorite thing about this is this pixel art, with the exception of I think the characters themselves look kind of boring mm. and, like, kind of one note, if I'm being honest. But the monsters look super dope. I, yeah. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this, uh, see what this turns into. I definitely think this could be a very fun game. I just don't know if it's something that I'm going to back from the start, but I am interested to see where this progresses yeah i feel pretty much the same way it's not something that i i honestly think even when this comes out it'll be something that i wait for a sale on Mm. if i even get it because i'm not a huge like co-op arcadey guy Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like me getting this in general would be kind of slim chance but if i did i don't think that i would that I would pay $20 for it. But if you guys are big fans of like arcadey games, similar to like gauntlet and stuff, check this out. See if you guys want to check, if you want to buy $20, not an excessive amount. It's not like you have to, you know, pay 70 to get an early access or anything like that. So, you know, it's pretty cool. I I think this is pretty interesting. Is there anything else you wanted to say about battle axe? Uh, Nah, I think I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, looks fun. Get it if you uh, like this type of game. Yeah, yeah, and I don't feel too bad about not spending a massive amount of time on this, considering we kind of did like a two-part <laughs> "God Bless the Crowd" segment where we also talked about kindred uh, kindred fates. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we popped in two of them. Uh, speaking about popping things in, our last segment mm, is our random I don't, I don't know questions. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, All big right. boy, especially for this one. Chris Penwell writes in and says, Fuck, Mary, kill. Hollow Knight, Slay the Spire, Disco Elysium. This is easy as shit for me, but I want to hear your answer. <laughs> this is not easy for me. Um, so, <sighs> fuck. So, I, I guess to, to preface this, I would like to actually kind of go into what Fuck, Mary, kill is. Um, yeah, because I guess you probably should. Yeah, to call back a great active quest moment where they were asked to describe fuck Mary Kill by somebody who's on their podcast and Joseph said, Fuck one, marry one, kill one which I was like, Really, dude? Really? <laughs> of it's, all things. I mean, it's a pretty so, good explanation. <laughs> I mean, I guess so the the entire idea is the fuck you only get to play once for the most part. Mary you'll get to play for the rest of your life and kill you never get to play. Essentially. So which one would you choose? Hollow Knight, Slay the Spire, Disco Elysium. Which one would you do? Which one would you diggle, I guess? And which one would you just straight up fucking murk? Oh, man. You're going to be mad at me. So I, I don't think I'll be that bad. It's cool if you kill off Hollow Knight. I'm going to kill off Hollow Knight. I'm going to fuck Disco Elysium, and I'm going to marry Slay the Spire. 
Really? <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, actually, I guess that makes sense because Slay For the sure. Spire has more of like a more. I the, Slay the Spire is a game I could play if you like. Okay, it's not the game that I would pick if you were like you could only play one game for the rest of your life. But that's not it's your a, desert island game, like my, fucking Binding yeah. of Isaac is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my if I could only play one game, but like it would be a game that I could play for the rest of my life technically because it's just the replayability in that is enormous. So like Disco Elysium, I, I loved. It was such a good game, such a good story, but I've done it once and I might do it one more time to do the, the like the hard mode, uh, hardcore mode. But I, I don't know. Like I love Hollow Knight, but... I feel like Disco Elysium has has it a step up. All right. For me, obviously, I'm going to marry Hollow Knight. That's just straight up. It's going to happen. I feel like it's blasphemy if I didn't. Um, So to kind of harken back and to give you guys a little bit of an outside perspective, I was asked to join what is kind of like a fantasy game league with Chris and a couple other people. And my first pick, and I feel good about this, was Hollow Knight Silk Song because I believe it will come out in 2020, and I think, and this is for you, Big Josh Boy. I think it's gonna be a banger. It's gonna oh, be good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I it, I think it's gonna be so good that I was willing to say the word banger. I so know. I mean, I think it will be too. Gotta marry that Hollow Knight. Um, fuck. See, this is where it gets weird. How long would you say that I get to play this game with fuck? Like, does that mean I only get to play it all the way through once? Or does that mean that I only get to play it for a limited amount of time? Ooh. Now that's, Which one do you think? That's different. I, I antiquated this to you get to play it through and then you're done. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I would definitely fuck Disco Elysium then and then kill off Slay the Spire. Yeah. I guess we both kind of stabbed each other in the back there. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Disco Elysium, I feel like I, I obviously did not give it a fair shake. I just wasn't immediately like pulled into it, and I put it away for time because we were like trying to get our Indie Game of the Year episode out. It's... We were trying to do some other stuff. I will eventually get back to Disco Elysium. I want to, um, but it's, a big it's just... Sink. Yeah, it's going to yeah. take me a while. Plus, I, I feel like I have to be in the right mindset to mm. go with it because it is kind of a slower-paced game, and I have to be yeah, ready sure. to kind of go through that slow pace. Um, Our next question is written by Joseph Yaden. He says, any special plans for episode 69? <laughs> I don't want to straight up say it, but yeah. yes. Yeah, we, we've, we've talked a little bit about this. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'd love to 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 do what we've talked about before we'll we'll save it for the next episode i mean isn't like every episode of ours kind of like a 69 themed episode we always talk about some sort of weird shit like we just Mm. talked about fucking i said diddle dude i said some weird shit so (laughs) you always say some weird shit I didn't bring up buttholes this time, though. Yeah, I mean, technically, I just did. I mean, so. you just... I'm, I'm sure if you check the tapes, you said butthole somewhere in this episode before that. That's a good point. I probably did. Oh, <laughs> I said uh, that that guy is a huge a-hole. Uh, I called him an asshole, so... That's true. It's a little different. At least I didn't say he was a chili ring, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Much different, that's, much different. That's a gross one. Or like a rusty balloon knot, also gross. Not mm. a... F- I mean, mm. I am a fan. I'm not going to say I'm not a fan. I am a fan. 
Uh, the loophole, I often say. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. Nah, nudge, nudge. <laughs> uh, Chase Hopkins writes in and says, you get to send one message to everybody in the USA like an Amber Alert. What does the message say? It's a picture of my ass. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just your ass straight up. Cheek Just spread? Cheeks what? Cheek what? spread? You, what are you, yeah, you send in a picture of your butthole or you just picture your butt? Full on butthole. Let's go. <laughs> You're like, I want them to see me. <laughs> see into the future. <laughs> you know, like in Mass Effect where like the uh, sorry or like uh, they say something like see affinity, see infinity or something like that. Mm. Like but when they try to like mind meld, basically, you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's what you do to people. You just send them all a picture of your butthole. I mean, technically, I feel like that's some sort of sexual harassment. But Maybe. I mean, well, OK, so I this, feel like this, you use the Amber Alert wisely. Yeah, this message doesn't really doesn't really go into, uh, you know, whether or not people know it's coming from us. OK, <laughs> do you ever you don't know that an Amber Alert is coming. So anytime in our lifetimes, you could just send a picture of your asshole to the entirety of the United States. At any given time? Yeah, like, just randomly, like, let's say it's the biggest, like, evening of the year, whatever. Next year's Super Bowl. You're sitting there, everybody's checking out fucking, I don't know, Danny DeVito does the halftime show for some reason. Oh, dude, and- I would fucking love it. Are you kidding <laughs> me? No way. I, But I want him to put on the same show as this year. <laughs> I want him know? to be Shakira. <laughs> I've heard she did some weird shit with her tongue, like Blah! Patrick. For, yeah, for fucking SpongeBob. So interesting. But yeah, let's say everybody's super engrossed in Danny DeVito, just, you know, I don't know, licking a pole, doing some weird shit next year. And then they get like the weird, like, mm, mm, or just, just like, bah! Whatever noise your phone makes when you get an Amber Alert. I know those were so lifelike. Don't worry. You're not getting an Amber Alert, okay? It's just me. I was afraid I had a picture of a butthole on my phone. <laughs> yeah. And you look down, straight up picture of an asshole invading your life, invading your eyeballs. <coughs> That's a great use of an Amber Alert. Thank you. It's, it is an alert. <laughs> I was honestly going to say something vaguely similar. I was basically going to say like a picture of my ass or something. I don't know what I would honestly use this for. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a fuck. I, I initially thought that maybe I would do something to like really throw people off. Like since Amber, Amber Alerts are typically like kind of a government thing like kind of like a local government or just altogether government thing so maybe i would use it to create like mass hysteria and Mm. say that there's like an alien invasion and to like to hunker down in your homes and like they're actually body snatchers or some weird shit like that so you don't trust anybody but i feel like that would maybe get a lot of people killed so that's 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 risky business i don't know about that one I feel like instead I would use my great power of the Amber Alert to say it's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. Because we all know, even if you're not well endowed, you can still get her there. You know what I mean? Or him there. Everybody. You just got to know where that G-spot is. I've heard it's in a a guy's butt. I'm be honest. That time I didn't mean to, I mean, I did mean to bring up a butthole, but like. That's informative. I've heard the poop hole is a good place. It's the fun button. It's... (laughs) (laughs) 
Ah, uh, this has been a productive conversation. You know who actually told me that? Uh, Chase? No, my fiance's dad. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think he's coming on to you. I don't know. He's like, let me touch your butt. Let me touch your butt. And then, uh, you know, I'll see if you can marry my daughter. <laughs> That's a good deal. Um, I so, mean, I guess. I mean, I get the butt fun and I get to marry the daughter. I mean, that's awesome. That's I mean, that's the ideal scenario. Like the the ideal that's, dowry. That's the ideal scenario. Is somebody touching your butt and then you get to marry their daughter. I guess so. I mean, I'm sure there's there's a there's a certain group of people out there who have that as a tradition. <laughs> there's like a cult out there that's all about butt touches. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Everybody's yeah. got their own thing. Nobody knows. Nobody uh, our knows. last question is written in by Robert R. And he said, what's the most unhealthy meal you've ever eaten? Uh, he said had, but I said eaten because I'm terrible at reading. That's true. What is the most unhealthy meal you've ever had? Uh, I wouldn't deem it a meal, but like, so I, I kind of went back and forth with this when I first read the question and I was trying to think of like, there's a bunch of different like uh, fried foods and things that I've eaten or like giant nacho plates or stuff like that. But then I started thinking, so there's this one thing that I do, uh, when I used to go and I don't really go there anymore cause the place is kind of nasty. Um, but have you ever been Hence to the golden corral in this question? Holy shit, dude. I fucking love the golden corral. Oh, they my have God. the best ham. <laughs> oh okay? my God. Actually, Fuck yeah, actually it's kind of funny is like they step up their game in certain places, but other places it's like such trash. It's Are like, you talking about like the sections of the buffet? Because that is yeah. totally true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like they have certain things where you look at it and you're like, Oh, this is actually like not what i would expect at a buffet and then you have other stuff where you're like yeah this is totally buffet food and this is gross yeah they have their mac and cheese which is just fucking delicious it's great <laughs> mac and cheese and then they have their taco meat which i can only say is the chef made ground beef and then <laughs> mama birded it into this <laughs> container uh he just Good regurgitated stuff. all of the things he's eaten in one day, and now it's taco meat. That's what this looks like. But are yeah. you going to say that the most unhealthy meal you've ever eaten was just eating at Golden Corral? Yeah, but not not the actual <laughs> food. Like, not the food part. One of the things I used to do as a kid was I loved going to Golden Corral, not because of, the like, the buffet stuff. Like, I'd eat some stuff. But then I'd go to, like, their dessert area. And I would literally just try to make the biggest mountain of like sandwiched cookies, ice cream, yogurt, like toppings, caramel fudge. And I would just try to stuff my face with it. And it was like this giant like pile of just sugar and dessert stuff. This is, I don't really eat sweets anymore, but maybe this is what destroyed me of it. Um, (laughs) But I used to just, it must've been like 3000 plus calories of just fucking sugar that I would go through because I would be like, look at all these free cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Just stuff in your pockets and shit. (laughs) Dude, that's what made you grow short and strong. It's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Short and stout. (laughs) Maybe golden corral stunted your growth. Maybe. Maybe it, yeah. Um, maybe maybe I'll you sue should them. sue Jeff Foxworthy, the spokesperson of Is Golden he, Corral. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll get right on that. I'm sure he'll know exactly what's happening. I honestly thought, okay, when you said that you were, when you brought up Golden Corral, and you're like, oh yeah, there's something I did as a kid. I thought 
that you did something that I did as a kid at Golden mm-hmm. Crow, which was, and this proves how delusional I was as a kid, that I went to a buffet that is an all-you-can-eat buffet. But I was like, they aren't going to let me have enough gummy bears. I have to get more gummy bears. So what I would do is ask for a to-go cup and fill it with gummy bears because I thought I was being sneaky. But in reality, they didn't give a fuck because they're a buffet and they will give you gummy bears. That's true. (laughs) Like, let's be real. They don't give a shit if I take a handful of gummy bears. I mean, depends on how many handfuls. (coughs) Yeah. I, uh... Oh, man. It's such a shame that gummy bears do not work well with ice cream. I know we've been over topics like this, and you're going to argue with me. But... I mean, bubble gum is perfect with ice cream. Oh, so God. You're so dumb. <laughs> 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 I don't understand you. It's like eating a rock. Oh, it totally is. I'm so surprised. Like, I... Here's another thing about me. I haven't been to the dentist in like eight years. I really oh, need to. I'm pretty sure one of my wisdom teeth is coming up underneath one of my canines. Oh my I'm terrified, yeah, if I'm being you sh- honest. You should be. That's but, some scary stuff right there. I'm, I I lost my train of thought. I forgot where I was going. That's probably because, you know, those those wisdom teeth are really pushing on your your uh, your thoughts there, you know? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna right now say that that's why I can't read. Oh. That's why I'm illiterate is because I have wisdom teeth still. That's Maybe that's excuse. why they remove them because they want intelligent human beings on earth. Mm. I think we just got to the bottom of it. I think I think that's the only, uh, like, what other possible explanation could there be? No idea. It's definitely not that they might grow under one of your actually important teeth. Mm. That's nah, you don't not really at all possible. Uh, yeah, there are people who just gum you. It's true. No. Well, I don't know if they gum you. They just gum food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just because okay. they have no teeth doesn't mean they have to start attacking people. <laughs> I just remembered where I was going with that. So, yeah, I'm so surprised I haven't broken a fucking tooth on this bubble gum because it's hard as a rock. But wow. I have broken a tooth while eating pizza once. Wow. And I don't know how that happened. But I feel like that's the reason that I don't eat food after I hit a hard spot. Is because I think uh, about when I swallowed a tooth when I was a kid oh while eating God. Little Caesars pizza. Fucking Little Caesars. I still eat Little Caesars pizza, though, because that's, <laughs> that's some cheap-ass pizza, dude. That's not yeah. good pizza. That's cheap pizza, though. Yeah. Plus, the teeth are delicious. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't... I, I never thought about <laughs> this, but maybe it wasn't my tooth. tooth. <laughs> <laughs> that is grossly horrifying. <laughs> Uh, so the most unhealthy thing that I've eaten other than possibly another human's tooth is, uh, so I've got a couple things. Okay. There's a real answer and a joke answer. The real answer is I eat so much salt and that shit's real bad for you. Yeah. I'm like a gigantic salt lick, but in human form, I eat so much salt and Really, trust me, I'm not exaggerating when I say that, you know, those like salt containers that you can buy that are just like, oh, okay, you like kind of like peel off the little lid and it has the like metal spout that you generally use to like fill up little containers of salt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are typically meant to last you, I would say years. One year, dude. One year. Less than a year for me. I use that much salt. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to die in a salty grave. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, to the point where my friends are actually worried that I put so much salt on stuff. Do you at least counteract that with like drinking a ton of water? No, I probably retain a lot of water though. I drink, oh, I, I do drink a decent amount of water, I will say. But I was talking to my fiance the other day and she was like, oh yeah, I, I love these pickles, but they make me retain water because there's so much sodium. And I was like, oh, that's probably why I'm so fat. It's because I eat so much salt. Uh, I'm just retaining so much water. That's the true. day that I stop eating so much salt, I'll be like fucking Liam Hemsworth. Maybe. I'll have a, a fucking six pack. This is what you've been training for. Yeah, I've been slowly gaining like my tolerance. I've I've got massive abs, just fantastic body underneath all of this water weight. Yeah, well, I'm just I mean, waiting to shed it one day. At least when you shed all that weight, you'll have great legs. I mean, I've got great legs already, dude. I've got I've got a fat dumpster. You know what I mean? I got this fat ass. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm dummy thick, Is dude. The, the the people who who have you know the large body types, they generally have better legs. And yeah. then when they get skinny, they just have good legs. <laughs> they just I, have good legs. I have two friends that did that. They they were really chunky, and then they lost a lot of weight. And every time I look at their legs, I'm like, Jesus, your calves are huge. And it's just because <laughs> they used to be big, and now they're not. That's a perfect, like, I, I don't know. You're, they're like, dude, I've been doing leg day since I was fucking two, okay? Since I could walk. I've no. been doing leg day, no. preparing for the day that I enter the Olympics. I okay? know these boys. They don't do none of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my joke answer that's also kind of a real answer is that when I was a kid, I was so dumb that my brother convinced me that a real live worm was a gummy worm. And I ate that bitch. Mm-hmm. And it was not, let me tell you. That mm. was a, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, that was a dirty worm. Okay, yeah. it had fucking mud all over it, Damn. but I thought that bitch was a gummy worm. I don't know how, because that's pretty far-fetched to think that there was a chocolate get, gummy worm. How did you get that far? Did you swallow it? Oh, yeah, I fucking ate that gummy I, I ate that <laughs> You ate that gummy worm? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how you got, like, there's so many steps to eating something. I don't understand how you made it that far. I don't know. I I I feel like I can't stress this enough. I'm not an intelligent I'm person so now. How did you pick but it up? As you're a like, child, oh, gummy worm is moving. So strange. <laughs> I don't know. I can't oh, remember. I was technology like, these days. <laughs> they're they're making like almost life-sized gummy worms. It's crazy. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I ate a worm. Um, I've eaten many weird things in my life. I, uh, you know, human teeth, worms. I, uh, I don't know. There's probably much worse shit that I've eaten, but the most unhealthy is definitely salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna die. I'm, I'm gonna Maybe. die soon, probably. I mean, you might be such a picky eater because you keep eating all this like horrible shit. Um, so, you know, what's kind of depressing about the salt thing is that everyone like looks at me and they're like, dude, why are you putting so much salt on this? But they also look at me because before I even take a bite, I take out the salt shaker and I put salt on it. Mm, (laughs) You don't even know what it's like. Yeah. I salt salads. What? Not even a joke. I salt sandwiches. I, I specifically don't buy Chef Boyardee. 
uh, raviolis because they're salt. They're too sweet. They're not salty enough. <laughs> so I buy Winco brand like raviolis, and I double up. I put two cans in a bowl. I nuke that shit, and then I put basically the entire salt shaker in it, and it's fucking delicious. Oh my god, that is so bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm absolutely going to die. But you know what's also hilarious? The last time I went to the doctor's office, uh, that time that I found out that he was just straight up going to touch my nuts, yeah. was he he checked my shit, and he's like, nah, you're good. <laughs> like you, uh, Other than me retaining so much water, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm a healthy boy. Wow. So look at you. Yeah, and he boy. learned all that from touching my... <clears throat> Nuts and butt. Uh, that's it for this episode of Wow right. <laughs> Indie Christian, the Indie Games podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you guys enjoyed it, please give us a nice rating on iTunes. Really not trying to move toward anything, but it just helps us with algorithms, helps mm-hmm. us find new people, new audiences, helps us spread the word of indie games and buttholes, you know. Really, things that need to get out there into mm. the world. I t- Apparently, it really does. <laughs> If you guys would like to chat with us outside the show, you can follow the podcast itself at IndiePod on Twitter. You can follow me at Hyde Legion, and you can follow Josh at the underscore George 90. That's it for this episode of Indie Incursion and Indie Games Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.